Welcome to another edition of The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. I'll be hosting this week as usual, and my name is Darren Long. I'm the Senior Vice President of Sales with Guildhall Wealth Management. And as always, Jeremy Wiseman, he will be accompanying me in a short uh, little while. He is just finishing up with a client, and it has been a busy week. We have a lot to get to this week. This is a show, as you may or may not know, about physical precious metals and natural fancy colored diamonds. The markets of gold, silver, pink diamonds, yellow diamonds. These are the things that we love to talk about on this show. And I want to remind everybody that this is not financial planning 101. This is not financial advice. These are opinions about these markets. And we are experts in the logistics, the purchasing, the selling, the storage of these assets. And of course, as we develop this show, time and time again, we've discussed it, but as we develop this show, there is a need to know the information to make yourself successful, the information to get into these markets can all be found at guildhallwealth.com. That's the website, guildhallwealth.com. I'll repeat it often through the show, but there is lots to talk about this week. We're going to cover silver setting up like the 70s. Another big rally expected gold staying strong over the next uh, 6 to 12 months, says CNBC. Uh, we've got uh, some information about the bond market in the U.S. and why that relates to gold and silver and how it relates to gold and silver. And uh, this is a safe haven rush, folks. You're seeing all of the weeks that we've been discussing this for the last couple of months about these warning shots being uh, presented to you across the bow of the boat, so to speak. And they haven't hit the boat, they haven't sunk the boat, but they are the warning shots and the warning sounds have been heard loud and clear. We're going to talk a little bit about the U.S.-China uh, trade war that continues to escalate and what that means in the grand scheme of things. Many think right now that quantitative easing could start as early as fourth quarter of this year in the U.S., which would be a disaster disaster for Trump's re-election campaign. So we'll talk a bit about that. And uh, this is a week in which we have seen both gold and silver rally. So congratulations, first and foremost, to those that got into the market that took the opportunity to own some physical gold and silver. It's what we do. And uh, let's start off this week by saying this is the changing tide, the next chapter, if you will, the cycle of the highs uh, in the stock market is now about to become the cycle of lows. And while that happens, hard assets like gold and silver, they accumulate value. And we watch them rise in value as they are doing right now. So to get started, we had a uh, good article this week on CNBC of all places. Of course, the mainstream news does not cover a lot about gold, but from a uh, publicist, uh, from a publisher called Shriya Sharma. And this article was called Gold is Set to Stay Strong for the Next 6 to 12 Months. And uh, basically, the key points on this were the fact that the world right now is in a very precarious state and gold is due to benefit from the situation. So says Howie Lee, economist that oversee Chinese Banking Corporation, and also another point that gold was changing hands at about fourteen ninety five per ounce on Wednesday of this week. We're recording on Thursday, but it hit, having risen twelve dollars on that day, another two and a half percent the day before, well over fifteen hundred an ounce in the spot market. So that is very exciting, and um, 
there is a lot to say about what's happening in this market and the reasons why it's happening. But remember, folks, there are a set of fundamentals that drive all markets. And in our market, in our case with gold and silver, we are watching the U.S. dollar. We are watching and we have expectations of what is going to happen, how much is going to be printed, and uh, whether or not that printing is going to lead to the second point, which is inflation. We have this expectation long-term, which certainly hasn't been filled out, but by no means is it no inflation. We've seen the cost of living rise during this bull market. In the 15 years that I've been at Guildhall, this has been the case every single year without exception, and not all things have risen in price, but the majority of them cost more to buy than they did 15 years ago. In addition to that, geopolitical instability, this trade war between the U.S. and China, this is just fuel for the fire. Gold and silver are directly benefiting from this lack of progress as it relates to the U.S. and China. And, of course, this also plays a role in developing the whole notion about do we have enough silver? Do we have enough gold? The supply and demand part of the equation, those are the four points, the U.S. dollar, inflation, geopolitics, and supply and demand. And everything else revolves around those four points. So when you start to see gold and silver rally like we're seeing right now at the very front end of a next movement up, well, for those that were waiting for it to happen, now's your chance. You've seen the move. You've seen a little bit of a front end. You've seen silver Go all the way from, in the last two weeks, $14 and change, all the way up to now trading just below $17 an ounce. And on Wednesday and Tuesday of this past week, we actually hit into the 1710 range. So this is exciting. It's not something we didn't expect to happen. We've been telling you that this is going to happen for a long time, but it doesn't wait for anyone. And these chances come along only once in a lifetime. And here we are getting a second chance. So twice in a lifetime. And uh, quite frankly, I know, as we have said on the show many a times, there will be far more buyers at a price of $25 or $30 an ounce in silver or when gold gets to $2,000 or $2,500. But don't count yourself as one of them. Use the website, guildhallwealth.com, to find out more information. Get yourself on the mailing list. And when it comes to gold and silver, don't be the last to know. Be among the first, the most astute, that if you are going to make a purchase and own gold and silver, get it in there now. And hopefully, with any luck, when we see these markets correct, the stock markets, which are starting now to correct, the bond markets, the yield curve in the U.S. starting to trend downwards, way downwards, especially with the quarter-point uh, drop in the interest rates by the Federal uh, Bank of the U.S. You know, last week, there is significant warning signs all over the place that the risk is uh, inherently different than it was a year ago. And folks, that's why we own gold and silver. Insurance for your wealth. Now, if you're listening to the show and you are absorbing all this information and you're doing a little bit of reading yourself and you're saying to yourself, yeah, it makes sense. I do think I should think about owning gold and silver. Well, remember, take it home. If it's the simplest thing you want to do, just buy some, take it home. You can go to our e-store online. You can shop there, see all the products, pick up gold and silver and uh, take it home with you. If you want us to store it, no problem. We'll put it in a storage account for you, run through the cost of doing so. And if you think that it's worthwhile, we can open that up. It's called a depository account. However, 
if you want to take advantage of this marketplace, there are two really unique ways or approaches, if you will, to actually make some sense and to make some money in these markets that I think are fantastic. My opinion only, folks. You may share it, but I love the registered accounts. You can put it in a TFSA, an RESP, a Lira, an RSP, a spousal RSP. I opened up two of them this week. And uh, if you want, you can keep adding to it over time. Whether it's an existing RSP that's doing nothing for you, break it, come on over, we'll open up a new one, we'll get that money, put it to work in the gold and silver markets, and hopefully that will make you some money here. Uh, in addition to that, I also like what we call allocated financing. You think the silver market is going to rally back to $50 an ounce? I believe it. I think it could happen as early as spring. But if you are one of those people that are thinking about getting into this market and you want a little more bang for your dollar, well, there is an opportunity for you to use other people's money to do so. That is allocated financing. You put down as little as 20% of the total metal value you want to invest in, and uh, the rest is taken care of for you. And we use the markets to get that portion you borrowed paid off and use your profitability as these markets grow higher to own more precious metals along the way. That is another option. We'll be happy to review with you when Jeremy comes into the show to talk. We will uh, maybe whip through a quick example of that. But as we're watching these markets, I can't help but get so excited. This is among uh, many other things that I have experienced uh, highs in uh, during my lifetime investing in markets. Gold and silver have never, ever let me down in terms of how exciting they are, of what kind of money can be made if I own them. And remember, uh, you are looking at a market which has a proven track record. 5,000 years of history tells us that gold's going nowhere. It is not a relic. It is not... Uh, something you can live in, you can't eat it, and it does not pay dividends. But it has held its purchasing power well longer than any other market in the history of mankind. So I like it for that reason alone. And uh, getting back to that article, gold is set to stay strong for the next 6 to 12 months, so say economists, written by Shrira Sharma, which we will put in our mailer for the week. Uh, that is a significant development because essentially what you have here is an expectation by most economists, many economists, that gold's price is going to maintain its strength. And going through the next 6 to 12 months, it should go much higher. The world right now, says this article, the world right now is in a precarious state and gold is due to benefit from this situation. That's Howie Lee, economist at Overseas Chinese Banking Corporation. Gold was changing hands, remember, not but a year ago in the $1,100 range. And it has traversed all the way up to $1,500. And this article says we are seeing a perfect mix of ingredients in the melting pot. We have low rates. We have a soft U.S. dollar. We have trade tensions. We have geopolitical tensions along the Persian Gulf. And uh, this is the perfect storm for precious metals. The article goes on to say, there is a barrage of risks that have propelled gold to its more than six-year highs, and it's leading investors to take a risk-off approach to their portfolios. In other words, investors are uncertain about near-term global economic trends and are likelier to gravitate toward low-risk assets. Now, 
if you're listening to the show, we're going to go to a break, and uh, we'll be right back after that break. But before we do, remember, we are almost out of the PAMP Swiss Silver Bars at 80 cents over spot. Those bars, we have probably less than 50 of them available. It is a first-come, first-served basis, and then we are fresh out. We will go back to regular market pricing. But for right now, we have those PAMP Swiss Silver Bars at 80 cents over spot, which you can have, and uh, you could maybe open up a new account with those. That's a great way to get started if you want to take them home or put them in a storage account. And uh, we also have the free ounce of silver for all other purchases outside of the registered account in those PAMP bars. Every 100 ounces you buy, you'll get a free ounce of silver. And we also have in the registered accounts one gram of free gold for every 5,000 US you put into the accounts. So we're going to talk about those accounts. We're going to talk more about silver and gold. Silver setting up 70s style rally in the midst of a financial collapse. It's a question mark after that, but we'll delve into that after the break. And uh, the Zero Hedge website this week reported on an email that they received from the Federal Reserve and why they say that email may be cause for a little bit of panic. That and much, much more. You are tuned into The Real Money Show. And you're listening to Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. I'm your host, Darren Long. I'm also the Senior Vice President of Sales with Guildhall Precious Metals. And you know and love the idea of gold and silver. So why not head over to guildhallwealth.com? It's our website. There you can shop online from the convenience of wherever you may be. And you can see the product types that we offer as well as the pricing. There's nothing hidden there. You can see the prices in Canadian and U.S. dollars. Just go to the top of the site and you'll see a little flag there. Click the Canadian or U.S. for either pricing and uh, give us a call. As I said before the break, we have PAMP Swiss 100-ounce silver bars on at $0.80 cents over spot right now. They are not advertised on our website uh, you will have to call in as a listener of this show to get that offer. There are probably about 50 bars or so left, and uh, they are going fast. So you could count yourself among the few that were lucky enough to get that deal. If you do give us a call uh, after hearing this show or go over to the website, guildhallwealth.com. Now, in the first segment, we talked about an article from CNBC, and this was a bit of an article on the heel of a very positive week in gold and silver. If you're listening you didn't already know, Gold hit 1500 plus this week. U.S. spot price. Silver hit 17 plus this week. Spot price. Both metals are positive on the year. Both have made a gain against collapsing stock markets around the world, against a bond market which lost more value this week, and against a massive U.S. economy which is slowing to a crawl, one which needed a quarter point reduction in the federal funds interest rate in order to get through another month. And we expect that there may be more of that to come before year's end. And you know, having watched or read this before that gold and silver love that uncertainty. So why not take advantage of it, get it into your portfolio, add it to your RSP or TFSA, put it into your Lira. If you're looking to retire, we can always do the conversion with you. And uh, we will be happy to assist you every step of the way. Now, in that article, we talked about, in particular, there being some very significant trade tensions right now. And my, my take on this is that the U.S. and China neither wants to give in. 
China is saying on one hand, look, we have no choice. We have to alter our currency because if we don't, what everybody else in the world forgets is that we are using a physical amount of labor. We are actually producing a physical good. When we're shipping all of these cheap and very affordable items around the world, we're actually using manpower and resources. But the rest of the world, in particular the U.S., all they're doing is just hitting a keystroke and creating more money. And that printing, which has created tons of debt, is to the detriment of other countries who produce consumer goods because it makes it very easy for the country that's producing or printing the money to simply say, I'll print more and I need more of those goods, so would you mind using a bit more of your resources? Well, the U.S., on the other hand, is saying, hold on a second. We cannot survive in a world where you are manipulating, as they call it, allegedly, your currency. It just does not bode well with everyone in the G20. And quite frankly, the U.S. has stated through Trump, of course, and his vision for what the country can be, that the U.S. should go after these countries more so. The trade tariffs that you've seen, they're only getting worse. The last big meeting between the U.S. and China produced no outcome of any significance that would show or point in the direction of a solution for all the problems they're having. And uh, quite frankly, I want to bring to the fold a little uh, article that I caught on Zero Hedge uh, this week, and it pertains specifically to that. There's an issue on uh, the hands of the U.S. Fed right now regarding China, and uh, Trump has tried uh, to, tr you know, to basically strong arm China and other countries into taking uh, the route of his choice the way he wants it, the way he thinks it should be. And other countries are saying, no, we're not going to take that. So uh, this was Zero Hedge article called When You Get an Email Like This from the Fed, It May Be Time to Panic. It was posted around 9.45 Eastern Standard Time on Wednesday morning, and it quotes, Yesterday, in a lengthy article referencing the ongoing dollar and funding liquidity collapse as a result of the aggressive rebuild of the Treasury's cash balance from $133 billion to $350 billion in the aftermath of the debt ceiling deal, we said, forget China, the Fed has a much bigger problem on its hands. And uh, basically what is happening here is that they're saying not only is China an issue at this point in time, but that because of this money printing and the ability to push the button and turn on the printing press, the U.S. is probably going to be forced into as early as quarter four having to issue some type of quantitative easing. And according to this article, uh, Zero Hedge goes on to say, as we explain in detail, the main reason why the Fed should be concerned is that according to a research report from Bank of America's Mark Cabana, which we used extensively in the report from last week, the Fed may be forced to launch quantitative easing as soon as quarter four to provide the market with the much-needed liquidity or else suffer the consequences of a major liquidity shortage. And to wit, in describing the various steps the Fed can engage uh, in, this is what the Bank of America strategist said. He said, dealer capacity exhausted. The Fed may need to start permanently expanding its balance sheet. The Fed would likely describe this as offsetting bank reserve demand and growth in non reserve liabilities, but regardless, it would represent the Fed permanently buying USTs, U.S. Treasuries, outright to, main con 
maintain control of funding markets well above the ZLB. So this is something that is going to uh, produce a lot of problems, a lot of issues, and stack that on top of the tariff problems with China and the U.S. And it's no wonder we are starting to see gold and silver rally hard. Jeremy, you're with us now. Your thoughts on that matter? Yeah, I saw that article. I put it on our, I think, on the Twitter feed. And, you know, what I like about the article, what or an interesting point that they make, is that any Fed rate cut at this point is going to be baked into the market, that it's already an expectation, especially if you see that New Zealand drop their rate. We want to talk about what's going on in Canada. They will most likely be dropping rates soon as well because this is a global issue. Uh, so the idea that, that uh, any Fed rate cut from here on out is going to be expected, it makes sense that they're going to need something else beyond that. And um, they're going to need something like a bazooka, which is more quantitative easing. And when you start start down that path, you're going to start with how far before the Fed starts to really lose credibility and people lose faith in the dollar. So this is a, a very um, tenuous moment in the markets. And, uh, of course, there is geopolitical risk being added with the tariff wars. And now we've got currency wars. So everyone was playing fair on the on the fiat currency system, and as soon as uh, entities start to feel that other players aren't being fair, that's where you start getting into this pointing fingers and calling each other currency manipulators, and you've got these currency wars happening uh, as a result of tariffs. So, of course, we're also looking at the Dow being at the end of a very long expansion, and uh, uh, good good gains to have been made over the last decade. But uh, that seems to be coming to an end. Yet, wasn't it surprising yesterday, Darren, how much the Dow got bought up? Well, not surprising to us here in the office. Certainly surprising to somebody watching rebound hard like that. But the fact is that there is powers beyond our comprehension that are always at play in the market. And uh, it should come as no surprise that those powers from time to time exercise their ability to pump up a market, whether it's a currency pump or whether it's a stock market pump. Sometimes it's both in a day. It happens. And there's all kinds of things that are outside of our control. But I'll tell you something that is in our control. We can protect against any uncertainty that we have about what the future holds simply by adding an asset like gold or silver. We can go over to guildhallwealth.com, get ourselves an investor package, find out more about how to hold it in our RSPs or in our TFSAs, any type of registered account, maybe put it into allocated financing account, get a little bit more bang for your dollar, put to work that dollar a little more effectively if you're in that mood to do a little more speculating. Uh, you can also just take it home. We have an e-store. You can go there shopping. And um, if you believe like we do that the uncertainty is right ahead of us, then it is a good time to have that kind of insurance policy in your wealth. And, um, you know, quite frankly, we're seeing the front end of a movement occur right now. Gold and silver look very promising. But in particular, I'd like to draw attention to the fact that neither of them has done anything really in the grand scheme of things other than get the front end of some excitement, some new numbers, right. new trading ranges. This is still an opportune time, and most economists agree, if not gold, then for sure silver. Yeah, I was just talking to a client about that and showing the gold price performance against a variety of currencies. And you can see that you know, from 2004 through 2008, 2008 actually I guess through 2002 through 2008 9 10 we had to get through 2013 before you saw a big a big drop off in gold but it was literally six seven years of double digit gains in in gold 
And uh, the last five years in gold have been single digit, good single digit, like 7% gains. But this is the first year where we're seeing double digit gains so far this year. And unlike 2016, where at one point in the year we saw double digit gains, it wasn't the same type of market we're in right now. We didn't have the same sort of problems. Uh, the markets was still, the economy was still expanding. They were still well on recovery. Um, they hadn't quite raised interest rates yet. So there was a lot of different things happening and then subsequently lowering interest rates. So there was a lot different things happening in 2016. So I do think this is a precipice moment that uh, the markets are starting to move. And uh, there's a reason we're seeing this type of action. The, the reasons, we've been talking about them for, for nearly a decade on this show. You've got geopolitical unrest as a result of printing money, manipulating each other's currencies, um, and devaluing the dollar. This is the situation we find ourselves in, folks. And to protect yourself, head over to guildhallwealth.com. This is what we call the next chapter. The cycle is changing the changing tide is coming, U.S. versus China, a lot happening, a lot of uncertainty lying ahead of us, and uh, we want to make sure you take advantage of it. So head over to guildhallwealth.com, get yourself an investor package, and remember to stay tuned to The Real Money Show, which you are listening to with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back once again to The Real Money Show. Darren Long, Jeremy Wiseman, we're both here now. Uh, Jeremy, you were busy with a client. This has been a busy week. This has been uh, amazing. And congratulations to those that took advantage, have got in the market, have opened up accounts, whether it's a registered account, whether it's allocated financing. This week was a busy week for that. It's uh, cash orders, whatever it is, a person walking in off the streets, lots of those this week. Uh, it seemingly is really the mentality of people that something is going to give. And we're hearing it over and over again. And as you said, Jeremy, this is something we've been preaching for a while now. It's no no surprise that it happens and that, that silver and gold are finally uh, reaching you know, six-year highs this week for gold. Uh, silver hitting into the $17 range. If you blinked, you missed it. You went away for vacation for uh, the last month or three weeks and boom, went from 14 highs. $17 and change, just sitting in the high 16s right now. It's a fantastic moment. Yeah, and it's it's only been one of those things where you get a glimpse of what the future is going to look like. You know, an 80 cent, was it 70 or 80 cent rise in silver uh, on Wednesday? 80 cents. 80 cents on yeah. Wednesday. That's going to become a regular occurrence in this market. And if you were to kind of take the camera and get a wider picture, you'd see that these big moves in the last week are actually small moves in the secular bull market. Mm -hmm. So it's not a question of, oh, well, it's gone too high, now I don't want to get involved. What you have to continually ask yourself is about the fundamentals and has anything changed? I mean, obviously, gold and silver are still incredibly undervalued against uh, the stock market, against um, the debt market, against real estate, against um, you know the everything bubble that's out there. Um, in fact, I'd like to digress for a moment because people are, we've been talking about negative interest rates. And I was listening to someone talk about uh, when they were all panicking about the markets going down. I was listening to someone on one of the mainstream media saying that, well, negative interest rates is a product of demographics. You know, people don't want to take risk, which is half true, but that doesn't make it all true because. The reason for negative interest rates is because of monetary policy that central banks have been enacting for over a decade, which means that low interest rates, zero interest rate policy has created 
zero capital formation. And so pension funds and unfunded liabilities can't create capital. They can't get interest. So what else? What other choice do you have? Well, we do have a choice. We don't have to accept negative yield. You can think bigger than that and realize that gold is a de facto standard, that all of the currencies are losing value, that this is a last-ditch effort on central banks, and you need to protect yourself. And if people would look towards having 15 20% of their portfolio in precious metals, they at least wouldn't have to worry so much. Well, if you head over to the website guildhallwealth.com and you were to ask for the information that we've been talking about today, find out a little more, get some articles, get some info on the various accounts, you would find that we would happily send out a package to you. If that's what you want, go ahead, head over to guildhallwealth.com, and we will include in that package information on silver, gold, natural fancy colored diamonds, which we're going to talk about, but in particular, of interest to me right now is silver. So while we're talking about the possibility of negative rates, which is a real possibility, I mean, I don't know how people mentally feel about it. Most of the time, Jeremy, people come into the office and we ask them simple questions about their wealth, which they can't answer. Well, people and won't care about negative interest rates until, until Canada goes negative. Right, right. Then it becomes a big issue. And it's an issue, right? right. Um, but when you look at the setup for, for silver and gold, this isn't a moment. This is years and years, a decade almost in the making. I mean, the last time gold and silver rallied, it was 2011. And yes, time flies. It goes by very quick, but that was still some eight years ago. And uh, for us, that has been a lot of patience, building of accounts, building of bases, getting your uh, initial investments ready for this moment because we never truly know when it's going to hit. But that perfect storm is emerging, and I like silver. I think silver right now is is definitely set up to, to rally very hard. I think that it beats its previous high of 49. I think it takes over 50, and I think that that could happen as early as spring. Yeah, you know, there was a, an article out recently. We'll get it into our newsletter talking about the ratio. As you know, we talk about the ratio a lot on this show. And what, what this author did is he took all of the, all of the bull runs, uh, the major run-ups in gold and silver, and showed that silver always lags a little bit, and then the ratio narrows, and silver ends up outperforming. Mm -hmm. Now, silver is a smaller market, so it is more volatile. It's tough to pick those complete tops sometimes, but the performance is there. So, yes, gold has, was first out of the blocks here but silver will start moving. And if the Wednesday 80 cent rise was any indication, it's going to be a wild ride. It will be. And I suspect that those 80 cent days will be the norm, as you said. But uh, Hubert Muhlman, who we've referenced on the show many a times, in fact, I think as early as last week, maybe the week before, has written another great article. I found it on SilverSeek this weekend. It's called Silver Setting Up 70s Style Rally in the Midst of Financial Collapse. And he puts a question mark there. And until you read the article, you don't realize why he's putting that question mark there. But he says, we are currently at an important point of the economic cycle, the end or peak of debt-based assets and the significant appreciation of real assets like gold and silver. Um when the debt bubble implodes, right, there's a search for liquidity. And you get that liquidity out of assets that are rising significantly in price. 
like gold and silver. Right. And he says, an example of the last time we were in a similar position is the late 1970s. The Dow was at or near peak levels after a multi-decade bull market, while gold and silver were in the midst or end or tail end of a consolidation or correction. He says the Dow-gold ratio peaked in January of 1966 before the start of the precious metals bull market. In a similar manner, the Dow-gold ratio peaked in August of 1999. So he draws a comparison yep. to before we even came along and opened our doors and says these are the exact same thing. And I'm staring at, I have the advantage of staring at a chart in which he shows this. They're identical. Yeah, and I, It's like a fractal. It's It's like, it's like. I'm looking at the exact same thing from the 70s to 2019, meaning, again, how cyclical these markets behave. Yeah, and don't forget that in the late 60s when Johnson took the silver out of the coinage, right. silver jumped in price. And rightfully so, of course, right. because that was one of the uh, reductions in regulation that we had that would allow the freedom of silver to be flowing through the market like it can now and if we look at imagine and i'm only going to ask the question imagine you were holding gold or silver in the 1970s and 1975 six comes along and half the price of gold is eaten away within two weeks do you a dump the rest you have panic and say oh my gosh what a stupid move this was or do you b sit on it for a while and say, okay, well, has anything really changed? Have the fundamentals of the market really changed? I mean, what choice would you have made? Well, you're talking about 76? Yeah. Okay, so um, very similar to if you purchased gold at $1,900 an ounce U.S. in 2011. Sure. If you bought it in that one month of April, there's two approaches you take. If you're a speculator in the market, you can be frustrated. Maybe you eventually capitulate and you sell at a lower price. If you're simply hedging your, your portfolio with physical gold, then chances are you are continuing to cost average on the downside over the last few years. And let's not forget that gold currently in Canadian dollars is trading higher than it did in 2011. Hit an all-time high this week. Right. So there's a big difference as well when we compare 2011 to today because remember in 2011, the exchange was 101 102 almost par today it's one 133 in and around so are we going to wait for exchange rates to get back to par in what circumstances the is the canadian dollar going to gain strength right where's oil where's the price of oil is if the price of oil was skyrocketing maybe we'd have a chance but it doesn't seem to be the case so you know we've had that issue before i know i'm digressing but that issue of well i don't like gold because of the exchange rate or whatnot but you're using gold as a way to hedge against the devaluing of the currency. And if Canada is going to follow suit with a, with a rate reduction, what's that going to mean for the Canadian dollar? Well, listen, if you look at the last Dow peak of 2007, price of silver after that Dow peak, when we had that blowout, went from a low of $8.50 to a high of $49.50. Now they're saying the Dow has peaked, and that's where the question mark comes in because nobody's really certain how much money the U.S. is willing to throw at something. They might do this inevitably for the next 10 years or until the rest of the world smartens up and you know slaps them on the wrist. And um, I don't want that to come. I want gold and silver to, to do as they are, which is to perform well and ensure my wealth. But if it is a Dow peak and it just happened uh, in December, 
then it is more than likely we will see a rally starting now at the prices of $16, $17 an ounce in silver. And if it's a 70-style rally, well, back then it went to 52 This time it's going to go to 150 three times the price. And that would not surprise a single no. person in the market, but it is likely to occur. And that's why the question mark is there, because it's an actual question being asked. Will it start right now? Or is it in the midst of already being started? Or are we going to see this play out over the next 10 years? It could be all of the above. So from my perspective, get in the market now while you can still buy silver relatively cheap. Less than, so cheap. Think of all the things that you buy it's, that it's are more than an ounce silver. It's a latte in a magazine. I mean, it's so inexpensive right now. But either way, whether it's RSPs, registered accounts, TFSAs, whether you want to use uh, the allocated financing account and put up as little as possible to own as much as possible, whether it's storage where you just want to bring in existing bullion or buy some bullion and store it through us, we can help with all those things. Uh, also, the very tail end of our Twitter contest, twitter.com slash guildhallwm. That's Twitter dot com slash guildhall wm retreat we retweet my apologies retweet the top post and uh do that now between here and august 15th for a chance to win a 10 ounce silver maple leaf coin beautiful coin for heavy coin collectors or anyone that wants to have something nice stay tuned we are going to be back with another segment uh, for a small break here and uh, we'll be happy to speak more about gold and silver and where we think it's heading. You are tuned into The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to segment number four, the last segment before we have to unfortunately leave you for this week. And you are tuned into The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. My colleague Jeremy Wiseman sitting across from me today. And the website guildhallwealth.com is easy website to get through there you can go and find out more information, request some information, get that investor kit to you. It's absolutely free. There's no obligation, but we do want you to have it because we feel very strongly that gold and silver will protect your wealth and grow it during these very uncertain times. Now, Jeremy, through the show, we've talked about the changing tide, the new chapter, if you will, for gold and silver, the next bull run in this big bull market we've been in. And uh, we have also talked about the value proposition. It's still a great time to get into the market. It still looks very promising. Economists saying this run could be six to 12 months long. And um, there's another asset that we don't spend near enough time talking about, but one which right now, if you were to look into, I'm sure you would end up agreeing with us, is of great value to use an investor. And that is natural fancy colored diamonds. Now, I say this this week because for those that know our firm, we are currently in the midst of really, really looking at one big story, which is the Argyle Mine in Western Australia, owned by the parent company Rio Tinto. It is scheduled to close next year. And when it does, it will take with it 10% of the world's diamond supply, that's white diamonds, and also 90% of the world's supply of pink diamonds. What do you charge for Picasso before he passed away? And what do you charge for Picasso after he passes away? That's the question, folks. If you're looking to be an investor at the very top of your game, you're looking to add another physical, tangible, hold-in-your-hand hard asset which loves these uncertain times and flourishes during these uncertain times, why not think about owning a natural fancy colored diamond? Jeremy. 
You know, at Guildhall, we really focus on finding incredible quality for the natural fancy color diamonds that we offer. We own all of the diamonds that we are offering in part of our collection. And the reason we're seeking high quality is because the, the higher the quality of the diamond, the more rare it is. So it's very difficult to find diamonds of very high quality. For example, an internally flawless, well-cut, vivid yellow diamond is very difficult to find. You know, between the radiant cuts and cushion cuts, there might be only 50 diamonds a year, right? So it's a very small amount of diamonds that are out there, and we want to find the best of the best. And we do the same thing with the pink diamonds. Anyone who goes to our website will notice that we have the highest clarities for pink diamonds out there and the highest clarities are VS quality which in the retail business they call that eye clean you can't see the inclusions without a loop or VVS which is even better and in fact Darren I know you've I know you've seen it we're just about to get it up onto the website but we have a fancy purplish pink so it's like a lavender color oval pink diamond that's flawless Mm -hmm. We've never owned one of these at Guildhall. They just don't come around. And obviously when we saw it, we don't have to think about those things. We just grab them. And these type of investments have continued to rise in value. They're investments that you put away and hope you never have to sell. But if you're looking to retire down the road in the next 15, 20 years, if you're looking maybe for your child's education in the next 15 years, this is an option that you should be looking at in terms of diversifying your portfolio. So if you already own gold and silver and you're looking for something that you don't have to watch the price every day, you know they're just rising in value, you know you're going to be holding something very special, then take a look at the website guildhallwealth.com and go to the diamond section and take a look at some of the high quality diamonds that we have to offer. Well, I'm on the same page you, Jeremy, over at guildhallwealth.com. You will find pictures of beautiful stones there. And in terms of what you can expect as an owner of a beautiful, natural, fancy colored diamond, the sky's the limit right now because, as I said before, the world's supply of some of the rarest pinks that you will ever find is about to get absolutely hammered. When that Argyle mine closes next year, folks, there will be a coming of age, so to speak, in the diamond industry. There will be a shortage for the first time in a very long while in whites. And De Beers is now saying they may have a problem catching up on that drop in uh, availability for whites. What does that do to the overall market? Well, it's going to have a very positive price effect, but on pinks, when you lose 90% of the supply of anything in the world, its value is going to rise dramatically. And it's not just the lack of supply that's going, to, that's going to occur. It's all of the fundamentals that we look at in precious metals as well. So diamonds, and particularly rare diamonds like pink and yellow diamonds, are assets. They don't have anything to do with the debt market. In fact the colored diamonds even less so because it's not a leveraged market in any way, shape, or form. So the prices are the prices, and they're very stable as a result because there is no leverage in those markets. Um, but when we look at declining currencies, we look at currency wars, um, we're looking at um, the debt bubbles out there, people need a place to hide. And natural fancy colored diamonds have been such a safe haven for not just decades, 
but they've been they've been held by the very rich forever they've always gone after this you think of kings and queens and royalty they've always had the best of the natural fancy colored diamonds and when we're talking about white diamonds yes the market could be affected but the white diamond market is just a luxury market it's just a luxury market there's no rarity there it's just luxury so think of any luxury brand out there and think of all of the stores around the world. You can buy the same item in, in Paris or Toronto or L.A. You can buy the same, same, same material. It's not the same. You can't find the colored diamonds around the world, and you can't find the diamonds that we have in our collection. Guildhallwealth.com is the site where you can go and find that information. Go there, use the phone number, call us, ask for the free investor kit on Natural Fancy Colored Diamonds. You won't know what you're missing out on until you actually lay your eyes on this and ask for the information. Now, I have a surprise for you, Jeremy. Okay. Uh, I came prepared today to discuss something uh, because, as you know, I have uh, a very, very um, passionate interest in the pink Argyle Diamonds. Myself, I, I have followed them. I've written on them extensively. I love following this story. And um, I thought it would be just for a bit of a, a bit of an opportunity for us to talk pricing. Great to look at a competitor's website. Okay. So a couple of months ago, I started looking at a big competitor to us in the U.S. There's none in Canada, uh, in in U.S. pricing only, and um, not advisable to be buying and bringing across the border by any chance. But this competitor is known in the industry. You know him, and I know him. I'm not going to say who it is, but. Uh, they had a 0.51 fancy vivid pink oval diamond with a clarity rating of SI1. Ouch. This is a clarity rating we don't touch. It is an Argyle diamond. And um, its Argyle rating, its Argyle rating was, uh, was a very fancy, like it was a vivid pink, so it had a good depth, and its rating was very, very favorable. However, the clarity rating on the diamond was very low. And, and it's not a large diamond. so it, it's not it an was... overly large diamond. It's 0.51. It is over half carat, though. Right, but still, I mean, for us, if the diamond was at least even close to one carat, and definitely if it was over one carat, if you're looking at over one carat and it is a vivid you know, color can outweigh the, the clarity to a certain extent. But for us, a half carat, even if it was vivid, would have to be VS or better. That's right. And in terms of what the surprise is for you, Jeremy, two months ago I looked at this specific diamond. And the reason I was looking at the diamond is was a comparable. I wanted to show a client some comparable pricing. Yep. And uh, I couldn't find anything of the clarity that we have. So I had to go with what the clarity was on this website. And two months ago, the asking price on that diamond, that very diamond with the same GIA and Argyle number that I researched, yep. the asking price was 141000 US dollars. Okay. I went there this week after talking with a client again to do another comparable. I thought, oh, I'm going to go look up that oval diamond. Asking price this week, 192000 US dollars. He has gone from 141000 two months ago to 192000 two months later. Now, what does he know that nobody else knows? Why did the price go high? Well, it's become a reality across the board now, and everybody is accepting this slowly but surely, that Argyle Mine is closing. So whatever I have in Argyle Pinks is what I've got. And so the ones that are going to be worth the most, like the ones we own, are all going to be ones that other dealers are going to put in the back of their safe. Yeah, so think about it. The uh, if we were to if we were to kind of put this into a white diamond perspective, it means that within a year 
Imagine every single white diamond that a retailer is buying is coming from your grandmother's collection mm -hmm. and not from any wholesalers or mining directly. Everything is coming from the secondary market. That's where we're headed with the pink diamonds. Well, we have more information on that if you just ask for it. Guildhallwealth.com is the website there. Don't forget about our Twitter contest, twitter.com slash guildhallwm. There's a nice 10-ounce coin there that you can win for simply retweeting. And maybe if you're there, give us a little bit of love. Hit that like button as often as you can. And lots coming up in the coming weeks. I urge everybody to stay in touch with us to get onto this and listen to The Real Money Show as frequently as possible because the next few weeks for gold and silver are going to be awesome, and I want everybody to take advantage of that. And again, a close on yet another week of The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. I want to thank you for staying tuned into the show. We have a lot of information to share this coming week. Congratulations to those taking advantage of gold and silver. Now you are the smart ones. And if you want more information on anything you've heard on today's show, guildhallwealth.com is the website. Again, twitter.com slash guildhallwm for that contest, free 10-ounce coin, and lots happening here. So stay tuned. We'll catch you next week on The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. You've been tuned in to Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.